Welcome to this episode of the Middle Market Growth Conversations podcast, where we look at the trends impacting mid-sized companies and influencers behind their success. I'm Larry Guthrie, Director of Communications for ACG Global, and I'm here with Katie Mulligan, the editor of ACG's magazine, Middle Market Growth. Who was your guest this week, Katie? Hey, Larry. I spoke with Trish Gilbert, the Chief Talent Officer for Winpoint Partners, which is a private equity firm here in Chicago. We continue to hear about middle market investors prioritizing how to get the right leaders at their portfolio companies. So it was great to talk with Trish about how she's doing that at Winpoint and some of the strategies that she's using to find qualified talent that can help drive growth and and operational improvements in Winpoint's companies. So what kind of companies does Winpoint typically invest in? Yeah, so the firm looks primarily at three sectors, industrial products, consumer products, and business services companies with enterprise value between 100 and 500 million, and their typical investment size is 50 to 100 million of equity. So Trish is really involved in expanding the pipeline of CEOs and board members that Winpoint partners with to run these businesses. Well, I know a lot of middle market PE firms are looking closely at how they source and foster talent, so let's hear how Winpoint and Trish are tackling this. Here is Katie speaking with Trish Gilbert. I am here with Trish Gilbert of Winpoint Partners. Trish, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Describe your role at Winpoint Partners and you know what does a chief talent officer position at a private equity firm look like? Talent is the driving force of our investment philosophy and our investment thesis. Certainly at Winpoint, Uh, having a pipeline of CEOs and retired CEOs and a broad range of executives that are interested in private equity and interested in knowing what we're doing is very, very useful for what we do. We acquire companies that are typically family-held businesses where the founder, entrepreneur, is looking to exit the business. And so my role is to have a pipeline of executives who are accessible to us and interested in looking at companies, conducting due diligence, working with us to create value plans, value creation plans, and ultimately become CEOs or board members of those uh, businesses that we acquire. So my role in terms of being a chief talent officer is to help enhance those relationships, nurture those relationships, work with uh, the managing directors and uh, uh, the other investment professionals at our firm to build those relationships. And is this the sort of role that you're seeing other middle market private equity firms add to their senior leadership teams, or is Winpoint relatively unique in in creating a role like yours? The role of a chief talent officer or someone who really focuses on the human capital aspect of the investment thesis has become increasingly popular over the past, I'd say about five years, (laughs) maybe a little bit longer than that. Typically, the private equity firms are made up of really talented, bright, capable investors. And this partnership with someone who's focused on talent is a really nice complement to that investment process where you need to have both great companies, a funnel of companies that you're you're looking at, along with a pool of talent. And together, those, those create a great investment opportunity. So it's becoming more and more popular. Beforehand, how was talent management for for Mm -hmm. portfolio companies, how has that traditionally been handled? Yeah. Well, at Winpoint and at the firms that I'm most familiar with, the investment professionals, the leaders of the firm, the partners and managing directors, a good portion of their roles have been involved with 
evaluating, getting to know, and building relationships with executives. Mm -hmm. And that continues. At Winpoint, my role is really to help in that effort. But without somebody like me in that role, Mm -hmm. it becomes a portion of their role that sometimes is, is, it's it's hard to focus on that. If, If an investment professional or partner's getting very deeply involved with a potential acquisition or actively involved with a portfolio company that we currently own, they may not be able to focus during that period of time as much as they'd like to in building the relationships and maintaining that pipeline. And um, having someone like me in the role allows that to happen on an ongoing basis and in partnership with them. But typically it's it's the investment professionals, it's, it's the leaders of the firm that are, are driving that process to maintain relationships with executives. And talk about where in the process CEO selection fits in for WinPoint. Um, you know, are you acquiring a business and then going out and looking for the right CEO? Do you have someone in mind before you move forward with an acquisition? How does that work? Mm-hmm. Both. So in the ideal scenario, we are constantly meeting executives that we can tap into. So I think of this as we have a pipeline of companies that we're looking at. We get introduced to those companies through investment banks. We get introduced to those companies through our own network. Um, We do a lot of proprietary deals where we are uh, meeting with family-held businesses and uh, nurturing those relationships over years until the right time might come where that family wants to exit the business. At the same time, we're doing that with executives as well, getting to know um, executives who have led large P&Ls, have created value in their companies, um, where there's clear evidence of how they've transformed their businesses through growth and transition, and we're looking at both of those. So sometimes we meet an executive and they have got a fantastic background, they have that experience, we are interested in the same sectors and we go out and we look for companies to partner with that executive and that's kind of a CEO first opportunity Hmm. and we have examples of that. There are other times where we learn about a business, we're evaluating it and we very, very actively go to our pipeline to find executives that could help us look at that deal as industry experts, operators in those sectors that will help us evaluate the business opportunity in partnership with us. And that's really um, one of the most ideal scenarios to have as well, where we have a group of people, we can tap into people that are interested in private equity, we conduct due diligence together, we get to know the, the businesses, and then we move forward with that person. So it could go either way. Sometimes we have the business first, sometimes we have the executive first. And you mentioned experience with large P&Ls, and that was something that jumped out to me on your website, that you're looking to partner with executives that have led businesses much larger than the businesses that WinPoint acquires. Um, is it challenging to persuade executives that have maybe come from bigger businesses to, to move over to a middle market company? Not really. Not the ones that we want to partner with and that want to get involved with private equity. We're interested in executives who have managed large P&Ls because we build businesses that are going to continue to grow through our transformation and beyond when we sell the business. Mm -hmm. And in order to have the right processes and vision for what is required to really sustain that kind of ongoing growth that we're building, we want someone who has managed that large P&L and understands what that looks like. At the same time, many of the people 
that come into our businesses as board members, as CEOs, are individuals who also have an entrepreneurial spirit, Mm -hmm. that they have worked in smaller businesses, they understand how to um, get close to the business, get close to the customers, get close to the operations um, of the organization, and do not need a large infrastructure to to build a business Mm -hmm. because we do acquire smaller companies um, than what we're building towards and um, having that balance of a large P&L experience coupled with the understanding of what it really means to acquire a smaller business and grow that organization through organic growth, through acquisitions, um, and every business we acquire is a growth-oriented business that has a strong reputation, strong capabilities, and has the opportunity to grow further. Hmm. And we want someone who has the experience doing that as well. And is it typical for WinPoint to bring in a new leadership team for its portfolio companies, or do you ever consider maintaining an existing management team? Typically, there are individuals within the organizations we acquire who have extraordinary experience and skill sets. Mm -hmm. And so not everybody is replaced. Most people have some kind of a role within the business. That said, it's evaluated on a case-by-case basis. We always bring in a new CEO, almost always Mm -hmm. a new CEO or an executive chairman to join that business because typically the businesses that we're acquiring are going through some sort of a transformation or transition, typically with the founder or CEO Mm -hmm. um, leaving the business and interested in leaving the business. And so they go out and they're actively looking for um, an organization to acquire them and what that leadership is gonna look like once they leave the business. That said, CEOs often bring in a new CFO Mm -hmm. who has experience with the kind of uh, growth that we've seen in private equity. Sometimes we need to bring in, or the CEO really decides what that organization needs, but it's not unusual for a new management team to come in if there are needs to do that over time as the business gets larger and larger. Can you talk about how you're developing a pipeline of potential CEOs and are there specific industry sectors where you're seeking executives? Yeah. We primarily focus in three areas, um, uh, business services, consumer, and industrial. And in those areas, we have relationships with search firms Mm. where we have really wonderful relationships with some of the retained search firms that we partner with where... Um, when they come across executives that they think fit well into our um, investment philosophy, we get introductions to Mm -hmm. them. Um, Sometimes we need to go to a retained search and we will pull from those uh, partners that have been introducing executives to us. So that's one way. We also build a pipeline through our own relationships And that is uh, through our board members, through our executive advisor partners, um, just through the the relationships that we build as we are in the marketplace day in and day out. The qualities that we look for, there's a lot of research being done now, and and I think it's been going on for some time, but there's definitely research being done on what makes a successful CEO Mm -hmm. and what does that look like. And it's certainly something that we're looking at to better understand. What we find is that the longer we know an executive, the greater we have the opportunity to get to look at deals with them and understand how they think and they get to know what our culture is like. But there are certainly some characteristics that for us 
really have helped us be successful in the CEOs and the boards that we've, we've, we've put together and that have chosen to work with us. These are people who know how to, how to lead and they're natural leaders. People want to work for them. They, they, have, um, they inspire the, the workforce to achieve the goals that have been, been set. They're people that are, are visionary, but are also able to be very direct and hands-on in terms of the business. Mm-hmm. They're individuals that are decisive. Sometimes it is so important to be able to make a decision in order to move the business forward. And so executives that are unable to pull the trigger probably aren't the right individuals to be within a private equity environment where we're trying to accomplish so much in a shorter period of time. And so we're looking for people who are decisive and great leaders and inspirational and analytical and could communicate effectively to the team and pull people together to, to drive change. Those are some of the things that that, that we look for. And in terms of uh, seeking those qualities, are you utilizing any of the new like, analytics tools or personality assessments that seem to be gaining popularity in this yeah. space? You know, we're, we're talking a lot about that. WinPoint has used a variety of different um, assessment tools and assessors to help us, and um, we'll continue to look at that as mm-hmm. we move forward. We've, we've been doing a lot of just exploring what, what else is out there, mm-hmm. and but we've been been happy with some of the tools that we've been using. So, and what's your involvement in selecting other members of the portfolio company leadership team beyond mm-hmm. the CEO? Well, the CEO really is the person that gets to know the business and has the ultimate say in who he or she is going to bring on to the team. But we are helpful wherever we can in terms of making introductions. Certainly having a CFO pipeline of private equity CFOs is something that we we spend some time doing as well. And do your CEOs have the opportunity to invest directly in any of the portfolio companies that they lead? Is that part of the this sort of incentivizing yeah. process? Yeah. Well, what's important to, to know about WinPoint is that because we um, look for businesses that where there's definitely an opportunity to make transformational change, we look mm-hmm. for CEOs that will work with us to develop the value creation plan and get really aligned with what that growth opportunity looks like. And that happens through the due diligence process. So by the time we get to the point where the CEO is ready to really partner with us in acquiring the business, we have uh, an expectation and really uh, the CEOs have this expectation that they will co-invest with us mm-hmm. as well, so that they're really aligned sure. with, with the vision. And we want that. We want them to say, this is your money too, and you believe in what we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're it's more than a job. You're, you're an owner. And so, yes, our CEOs do have that opportunity to co-invest, and they also have incentive equity that, that they get. So we expect CEOs to make a sizable uh, investment, and that helps with the alignment. And the CEOs that we are working with really want to do that. And according to your website, you have executive advisor partners. Can you talk about what role those individuals play mm-hmm. at your firm? Yeah. Executive advisor partners are really a, a tremendous um, asset to us. And they are individuals who are typically retired CEOs mm-hmm. who want to still be very actively involved in the business community. And these are people that often become board members of our portfolio companies. They help us with due diligence. They 
to help us develop strategy. Um, sometimes they coach newer private equity CEOs. Um, they're just a tremendous resource to our firm and we partner with them in, in many, many ways. And they have the opportunity also to, to invest in the businesses when they are board members and mm-hmm. to participate in, in our investments. Can you give an example of a talent acquisition success story that stands out to you? Maybe a company that was challenged to find the right leader because of business challenges or cultural issues. Is there mm-hmm. anything that, that stands out? There's one example of a gentleman in, named uh, Guy Broadbent. He's someone who we got to know a number of years ago and looked at a number of deals together. And nothing was right. The The business wasn't right. And he was a big part of evaluating those business opportunities. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes time to write, find the right company with the right leader. And Guy Wen, he became a CEO of another uh, private equity-backed business. Um, and after that, after a successful exit, he was looking to buy a company again. And he found a business called Argitech, and he brought that to Winpoint. And in doing that, we then spent, I don't know, maybe it was three, four, five months conducting due diligence with him. And we ended up acquiring that business mm-hmm. and creating a fantastic value creation plan to grow the business. And we had a very successful exit. Winpoint is really involved with relationships with executives for the long game. Mm-hmm. It's not just about that initial investment. It's not just about find a CEO for this company. We want to give CEOs the opportunity to build businesses and then stay with us, mm-hmm. become board members, become executive advisor partners, be part of the WinPoint community where we can find ways to create value together. And that's really an important example. Guy's now an EAP. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's a really good example. And he had a great board. And that team of people worked very, very well together. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and I'm sure trust is that. a big component too. Once you've known someone for that long, I'm sure that that adds to the ability to create value within the business. Very much so. Very mm-hmm. much so. Um, there are other examples of of individuals that have been CEOs that, of Winpoint and then come back to help us as EAPs again. Hmm. Um, Greg Muldoon is a, a CEO that was with us. Was with a business called AirServe, and. He had a long career of environmental services. We began looking at a business in that same space, and he was able to introduce us to two executives, one who had just written a white paper in the sector that we were involved Mm -hmm. with, and the other who became um, the CEO. And those kinds of relationships where executives want to work with us to create value and then become board members and be involved with those companies and those executives as we move forward is really the lifeblood of what we do. We are investing in people, we're investing in executives, we're investing in management teams, and that's why my role is so great, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm a part of that with the the leaders of WinPoint, who have really been extraordinary at identifying all of these executives in their 30-year you know, history of, of having this business. And uh, today, the five MDs and the rest of the senior management team at WinPoint have a fantastic network. My role is to help enhance that, help engage those those people in the in the pipeline, and help assess new executives that are coming through, and be a part of that. 
one final question, Trish, that we like to ask people on the podcast. Uh, what are you reading lately? Is there anything you know on your nightstand or that you're reading on the plane that's really changing your, your thinking about an issue, either oh personally gosh. or professionally? Oh my gosh. You know, um, huh. I am reading a bit about just executive assessments and there are a number of books written okay. by G.H. Smart that I'm reading mm-hmm. right now. Um, there are some autobiographies that I'm I'm looking at. And so I have this very large pile of books and I sort of pick them up depending upon the mood that I'm in sure. and what I'm looking at. So it, it varies. It really varies. And then I have children and sometimes I'm reading a book that they're reading just so we could talk about it. Oh, so, nice. It's yeah. fun to revisit things, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Great. Well, I think that's a good place to end it. Trish Gilbert, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to this episode of Middle Market Growth Conversations. Subscribe to the podcast in the iTunes store where you can listen to the past episodes and hear the next episode in two weeks. While you're there, we'd love if you could rate the show and leave a review to help other listeners find out about us. After you've rated the show, head over to our website, middlemarketgrowth.org, for more stories about successful mid-sized companies and middle market M&A.